the True Hoop with me, Gerard Hector, and Coach David Thorpe. How are you, sir? I'm good, my friend. How are you? I'm good. Lots of good basketball on. Well, I'm good basketball. I mean, it's a relative term. Lots of basketball on. <laughs> Not all of it good, but just some interesting things we're going to dive into. And I kind of wanted to kick off looking at some of the games last night. That Milwaukee-Toronto game, Coach, I was like, this is setting offensive basketball back three decades. Like, what are we doing right now? Particularly Toronto. Look, I, I understand Milwaukee hasn't been lighting the world up offensively either. I get it. No Chris Middleton. You got some issues, what have you. But, man, it was just looking really ugly at points. And it wasn't just missed shots. It was just like, what is your actual plan on offense and what are you guys doing? I felt like at times, not that maybe they didn't know. Maybe they knew and they were just like, we're not doing it for whatever reason. It's just not happening. I just saw some not cute basketball. What did you see in that game? I actually did watch some of the game. I had a lot of games on last night. I think Toronto set like a record. They shot 8% in the first quarter. Uh, there's a lot of long, athletic, fast dudes that play hard on both teams mm. defensively. Um, uh, I have a different view than you. As a coach, I enjoy the bricklaying bad basketball. <laughs> Be, no, not for the reason you probably think, because it makes me appreciate the, the really good stuff all yeah. that much more. Yeah. It's a fucking hard game. I say it all the time. All day long, I'm using that quote. It's a hard fucking game. <laughs> like, it's just hard against these good teams or against great athletes. Uh, but I do think you're right about lack of a plan. I thought I thought Toronto did not have a great plan. I also thought uh, if if the rest of the season goes like the fourth quarter went for mm-hmm. Toronto, where Scotty Barnes was like, Brooke Lopez at the rim? Fuck that guy. He yeah. can't guard me. Mm-hmm. Because Scotty hadn't scored. Yeah. And they had 15, I think, in the fourth, yes. maybe 19 in the game. To force it to overtime. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, at, nobody scores at Lopez at the rim like that. With his left hand twice late. You know, Toronto has one player that's really playing at a very, very high level. Uh, it'd be nice to have two. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so mm-hmm. if Scotty is, if he, fa- like, sometimes I almost texted a friend of mine that knows Scotty, um, not my son, just another coach mm-hmm. that knows him. I almost texted him saying, like the old saying, it's always darkest before the dawn. Mm-hmm. It was dark for the Raptors and Scotty. Real dark. dark. <laughs> Real dark. And, and he found something a little bit. He's done this before recently. There's no consistency. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a hard game, Gerard. Pe- teams sh- sometimes struggle to score, and then sometimes they don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's We've true. seen some really high scorers, too. A lot of high-scoring games. It, it's just it's so interesting. And I think a lot of this ties into it. And I saw this in the Phoenix-Cleveland game. 90-89 was that final score. And kind of quite predictably, Donovan Mitchell, after scorching the earth on Monday night, kind of came back to earth right six to 20 from the field like to your point look man it's hard right as you said it's fucking hard you can't do that every single night right it also goes back to i think in some way david like our thought process thought process about too many fucking games right like if you had if there were two if this was cleveland had two games this week or toronto had two games this week all the teams two right monday and a friday or a tuesday and a sunday whatever i think not I think I'm pretty confident we'd see less dunk, you know, clunkers of games and more high level basketball because of the rest and the recovery, the time to practice, which is, you know, during the NBA season, they got no time for any of that. There's no practice, really. Practice time comes at the beginning and all-star break. And that's really it. Oh, you're not wrong. I was talking to a young player this week and uh, he, um, he said to me, uh, I, I didn't play late in the game. And as much as I hate sitting on the bench, 
I was okay with it. I was dead, not physically dead. Uh, this is this is a, one of those guys that guards the other team's mm-hmm. best players, and it you know from Harden to Hero mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. Uh, Ja. So he works. <laughs> and it, there's no, and I I even said to him, I never see you take a possession off defensively, because you'll get smoked, and uh, he doesn't do it, and it's just hard. Um, it's funny that the guys I help in the G League, um, they don't play as much, mm. and so they're excited every mm-hmm. single game. And most most of these NBA guys are too, but it does it does add up. And uh, if you're a conscientious defender, yes, which maybe forty percent of the league is somewhere around there. That's probably high, right? Like <laughs> maybe. Uh, well, some guys are conscientious and just they they they're great at it. They right. don't really know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, not really much guidance, which is a whole other problem. Uh, it can really add up. Forget about scoring. At least offense is fun. There's mm-hmm. nothing fun about guarding <laughs> yes, these guys correct. and all the actions you see and the talent they have. It's just not. It's just hard. Yeah. And and so I, I have to be careful. I even said to a player last night, I played really well. I have a player that I that I help a lot. Help played last night great. And I said I can send you clips tomorrow, or I can give you a mental health day because this is the time where we're getting there. I've mm-hmm. I've had three guys I talked to last week that I can tell all three of them are ready. They're ready for the all-star break right now because they're all very, if you're talking to me, you're conscientious about mm-hmm. every possession and it's been going since mid October. Yeah. And that was not even including preseason. Correct. Where they want to play well. It's yeah, this is a rough time right now. It's not just physical it's mental and, and emotional. And you know, we say this all the time, guys, if you look at the schedule, we're, we're about two games away from the halfway mark, right? Yeah. And this is, this is, to your point, this is the time. And we this have another- This is when there should be a break. Right. We have another six weeks to All-Star, right? Like, why, so- why, why? I think I know the answer, and this is not on the script. I apologize <laughs> for okay. this. What do you think is the reason why we don't have the All-Star break now? They need it now. Oh. What do you think it is? Because of football. That's what I thought, too. Because of football. You got college 100%. football championship yeah. game Monday or whenever yeah. it is. Yeah. NFL players NFL, on the yeah. start. 100%. It's football. Look, you know, I've said this all, all on air to you and off air. I hate that the NBA runs scared of the NFL all the time. Yeah. Like, I hate it, hate it, hate yeah. it. Like, I get it. The NFL dominates. But, like, look, this league is really freaking good. We talked all day Monday about how talented there is. So, even in Orlando, where they stink record-wise, they got good players over there. There's so much talent in this league. And the league and the game is so good, it would benefit from, listen, you got an NFL problem, Adam? Cut the season down. Make it into the, the short of the 58 games that we talked about. You play each team twice. Do an in-season tournament. Like you could do so many things that could revolutionize and shake up the way things happen. And people are like, whoa, I gotta catch the NBA because I only play this team twice or what have you. Like, you could do some things, but it takes some forward thinking and some imagination, which we'll get to I, later. I, yeah, I, I yeah, right. Um, man, I would love to see an in-season tournament where the final four is opposite the NFL playoffs. Fuck them. Yeah. Fuck the, the Super Bowl. No thanks. Okay. We're gonna watch. We're going to watch some movie. I mean, I mean, I've watched it here and there. Volume off, music on. Right. Like, right. I don't care. Right. And plenty of us don't care. I, right. the, the, the hubbub, whatever. Curb your enthusiasm. It, it, it is. I mean, I've long said this. Football is less about, I think, everyone who's there loving the game versus the fact that it is a single day opportunity where everyone just gets together and drinks and does stuff. Right, that's really the, the why it happens. And then right? and then fights. Well, <laughs> and then, right, and and, fight and, and to be fair, and I and I mean this sincerely, <laughs> not not because of a sponsorship, 
Like that's where fantasy really does Correct. make it fun. Correct. Now you have a vested interest. Correct. You're gambling on a game, on a play, Correct. on your fantasy stuff. Mm-hmm. I totally get that. I don't do it for right. obvious reasons. I'm busy with the NBA. I, w- I couldn't name you. I couldn't name three players in any team. And in most teams, <laughs> I could name zero players. I'm completely <laughs> checked out of the NFL. But if I didn't have this job, right. I would be, it's like, I have, a, I have a brother who, like, he's mostly retired. He's done well in his life. He just wants the Sundays. His kids are grown. Right. I'm just going to watch football. And I'm <laughs> sure he does fantasy and gambles or whatever. And I'm sure he has a great day. Right, right. I, you know, that, that, other than that, I did no interest. Yeah. But I like your attitude. Let, let's take it head on a Come little on, bit. Come on, just go head yeah. on. Like, Whatever's best for our players. Yes. Because ultimately, that makes the game better, which is what we want. And can you? I don't know anything about TV ratings at all. Literally nothing. But can you not have an All Star game on Thursday night and get a great like it? Sunday have to be the day. No, no. Why could they just do it on a Thursday? Do Do, you know rookies on a Wednesday, rookie game, whatever? Listen, like do All Star week. There's so many. Listen, the NFL used to only be used to only own Sundays, right? Now they own Sunday, Monday, and Thursday, right? I mean, it's it's crazy. Look, yeah, think other about days it. will probably be coming. Think about it. Christmas is on a, a Sunday this year. Normally, it's the NBA's day to own, right? The NFL still had four games on Sunday. They don't back down on one, right? No, like, no. So They're the like, big bully. Yeah. Right. So you, why you know, bother? You know, I, I, after coaching where I've coached in my life, I've learned something about how you deal with a bully. You know how you deal with a bully? Go ahead on. Right in the fucking yeah, you go before ahead he on. knows it's coming. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Not that I've ever done either. I've never bullied or been punched by anyone or punched anyone. But I know this. That's what my little guys... If I saw one of my big guys getting angry at another big guy at the other team, no worries. Right. But when it was the little guy and the big guy, yeah. uh, 100%, 100% the little guy was going to throw a punch yeah. until I started really co- – what their ninth graders are punching. By later in ninth grade when they're my guys, we're, we're going we're gonna to get you back a different way. <laughs> but before they know how I am, right. like they're throwing that punch first. You can't wait. <laughs> no, no. The little guy knows his story. Like, Cannot I got to get wait. the first punch in. It's got to connect right to the jaw. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, or the Adams apple. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another game from last night. So the longest streak in the NBA has come to an end. Brooklyn Nets twelve game winning streak snap for the Chicago Bulls. Bulls shot the ball extremely well. Um, Durant was magnificent as usual. Forty four. He and Seth Curry were really good offensively. Right, forty four. I'm just saying forty four. Yeah. Well, forty four is nothing these days, right. right? When guys are scoring seventy. Right. That's true. <laughs> I'm just saying for KD, right? That's, a, that's really another not at the office. That's, that's, that's light work. Yeah. Uh, between yeah. he and <laughs> Seth Curry, eleven made threes. Uh, they they were excellent. Everyone not named Seth Curry and, and Kevin Durant were atrocious from three. Royce O'Neal, zero of eight. Happens. Kyrie one he's of ten. Play, he he's been playing well. Royce. He has. He has. Yeah. It's just sometimes you got bad shooting nights, right? That's a three yeah. point variance, and yeah. you'll lose games like that. But I think it's illustrative of what we talked about, sort of at the beginning of the season, which was. Any team that can kind of get on a little run like this because of the parity is going to be good and helpful, right? Because we don't know how sustainable it is because all these teams are so close. For Brooklyn, they were 6-9 and nine at one point, right? Looking at 10th. That 12-game streak has buoyed them into a tie for second, right? So that's got them in good standings. Um, you know, Of their 12 wins, how many were against either contenders or and also Eastern contenders? So two teams that they, that they beat that were contenders were Milwaukee and Cleveland. Of those okay. two, yeah. Everything else was everything else was like Atlanta, winnable games, winnable it's games, the games they expected to win. Yes, yeah, you yeah. got to win those. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. L- well, let's also be real. Games that like some of them that they lost, right? Toronto, a one point game, one possession game. Indiana, one possession game. So games that like they could have easily lost, but oh, yeah. found a way to, to win, right? And that's yeah. to your point. Yeah. If it's a team that you're favored, gotta find a way to win because 
We don't know what's going to happen. are going to lose the coin flip games, yeah. You're and Chicago's interesting because they're a team that we talked about. David, Very interesting. That, like, should, you know, maybe they're going to be sellers from the trade deadline. Who knows? They are 6-1 versus the Bucks, Nets, and Cavaliers. Top 10. They're, they're the most. So, separate from the Lonzo Ball injury. Mm-hmm. And Pat Williams uh, well is still kind of recovering. He's he's not been good this year offensively, very good defensively. Yes, you told me earlier he played great last night. Uh, apart from that, they're the most enigmatic team, in my opinion, in the league because I actually had them as a contender. You did. I remember. Only because of how they started last year before the injuries. Mm-hmm. They were leading the East. Mm-hmm. Why would they be worse this year? Guys should have gotten better. Mm-hmm. No, no old guys are suddenly going to ruin it. DeMar's been all-star level. Really excellent. Mm-hmm. Billy is a very good coach, knows what he's doing, connects with players. Uh, it's, it's just so weird. And the 6-1 and one against those teams, to me, is exactly what we're talking about. Is ha- that doesn't happen by accident. Mm-hmm. They're a good team. They just can't put it together consistently. Yeah. And we don't know when Lonzo's coming back. Mm-hmm. He may not come back at all this year. Right, and, exactly. And Levine said this. He's like, you know, against these, these top teams, we come with the right attitude. But for some reason, against everybody else, we don't, right? And that's... That's a problem, right? Like that's as we said, you got to find wins where where you can get them. Another team that sort of has a little enigmatic streak to them, the Los Angeles. Well, actually, two of them. The Lakers played the Heat last night. Another enigmatic team. Heat lost that game to a Lakers team without LeBron James, without Anthony Davis, without Lonnie and, Walker and, the fourth, and no Lonnie Walker, right? Lonnie Walker Jr. I mean, you had Jimmy Butler and Bam and Tyler. That should be a win, right? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. Well, I watched the game. Um, I had I had Golden State on as well mm-hmm. against Detroit. Uh, so I watched beater. both mm-hmm. and Detroit. Yeah, the City Bay I think hit the mm-hmm. game winner. That was pretty fun. Uh, Golden State had a nice sort of run to come back in the game. Um, I mean, you know how I feel about the Lakers. Uh, I think they are. I uh, I think Rob Palenka and the people who put together the Lakers team have not failed in roster construction. They have failed in every other part of it. Uh, they they I heard one announcer. One reporter asked uh, Darvin Ham after the game about Lakers culture. That it's laughable that there's a culture there. Um, guys are doing their jobs and they're good players. Uh, uh, and Gabriel's become, I thought he should be in Europe. Mm-hmm. He's become a nice big off the bench. Mm-hmm, he is. Uh, Westbrook had seven turnovers in the first half, none in the second half, but competing his ass off and has not typically had that many turnovers. He's been a plus as a six man of the year candidate. Mm-hmm. Dennis Schroeder was absolutely a blur last night, blowing by everyone, had 30-plus, had probably the you know, most important baskets. Thomas Bryant's been unbelievable. I don't know why he doesn't get more touches in the paint. He almost never misses. <laughs> Darvin Ham said in the post-conference, the post-press conference, something like, you know, I think we maybe should throw it to him more in the, in the post against mismatches. Well, they don't ever do that. Yeah. They, they're, they're, he also is their leading three-point shooter, and he had zero threes attempted. Literally the Lakers' best three-point shooter by percentage. He only takes two a game. But he should be taking five or six a game. He took zero last night. So the, the, And that's without LeBron. And a, right. LeBron's the best passer right. to post players. And a, LeBron and AD, obviously AD was an MVP candidate. LeBron is a lower, I would say, lower-tier MVP candidate. They'd have to really you know, streak yeah. big time for him to be there. He's incredible, though. I, I could talk for hours about LeBron. I appreciate him more than ever, for sure. But um, it's just it's there. They beat Miami. Miami's missing some athletes, but but hidden in the weeds of Miami's struggles is uh, Bam Adebayo mm-hmm. is is really surging to me mm-hmm. as an All NBA candidate, which we'll talk about yeah, later. Sure. 
uh, 30-plus in three straight games. Um, if he misses a mid-range shot, like not mid-range, if he misses a second-box shot, I'm shocked. It looks beautiful. The best shooters, you'll understand what I mean when I tell you this. When they hit the rim five, six, seven times, like it's it's that's that could come and make for them. Mm-hmm. Just soft touch, great mm-hmm. backspin. Mm-hmm. It's in if, if I always tell players, you got to get it in the cylinder. If it hits outside the cylinder, start with it almost, you know, five percent, ten percent it goes in. Yeah. If you get it inside the cylinder with some good backspin with good arc, you got a real shot for it to drop in. He does that all the time. Um he, he's great off the dribble attacking. Um, I, I mean, I love Bam, but they're just missing athletes at big positions. Odell Depot yeah. wasn't as good defensively. He got blown by by Schroeder, too. Um, yeah, Miami. And Jimmy Butler is incredible when he really applies himself. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler Hero was not good last night. That's probably why they lost. He's been great. Yeah. He great. He was not good last night. And that happens, um, right? You're going to have... A- yeah, you're going to have bad games. They, they don't have a lot of margin for error. Um, so. You know, you mentioned Darvin Ham, and I know you... Obviously, as a coach, you're big on coaches can get better and can improve. What is the biggest, in your mind, challenge and change from going from that second or third chair to that first chair? Well, having never done it at the pro level, I would argue that my guess is it's not having the um, the voice to uh, constantly and relentlessly, relentlessly demand to get what you want. And then hold guys accountable when they don't do it. And I don't think it's necessarily a hard for a guy to go from second chair to first chair because when I watch the Raptors play and I see Chris Boucher taking some bullshit all year long and last year, I, don't, I, I, I know what I would do, which would say you are out of the rotation. We have told you what you're good at. We are trying to win games. You are not doing what we ask enough. You are out of the rotation. I will give you another chance and I'll keep giving other chances and I'll keep taking you, them away from you when you don't take the shots we want you to take. You are not a, a, a dribbling scorer <laughs> guy. Like, stop doing that. Right. And so I don't see, it's not just Darwin, a lot of guys doing that nearly enough. I also think, and this is, this is not something that should be unique to guys going from the second chair to the first chair, is a lack of inspiration, generally speaking. Mm. I said to an agent the other day, uh, we were talking about he has a t- he has a team with a couple of player a couple of his players on the team. Has the coach ever taken one of your guys out? Cup of coffee, lunch, Hank, never, nothing. I'd say the same thing to players. Have you ever said anything to to your team to your coaches beyond what they're doing and as part of no? Mm. And I that I'm going to probably write a long article on this. I've been talking to Henry a lot about it. It's sad to me that there's just such a lack of inspiration from the top down. And so a lot of our players are flying blind, as I've talked about before. And in Darwin's case, uh, the, I think the guys like him. I don't think they love him. Mm-hmm. They respect him. Mm-hmm. As, they know what he did as a player. He carries himself in a professional mm-hmm. way. I wish he'd be more demanding. Don't say it in a press conference. about Tell your fucking team, throw the fucking ball inside when Tyler Hero, Lamella Barr, <laughs> is guarding one of our centers. He doesn't have to shoot it now. If your guy, if your guy shoots a bad shot, we'll then take him out of the rotation. Right. I always say, just because you have the ball inside doesn't mean you have to shoot the ball. It just is the start of the process. They might have to double or whatever. But I, I don't see a lot of coaches doing that enough, in my yeah. opinion. It, it's that connectivity, the inspiration, the royal jelly you talked about, right? Um, and we saw, we talked about it on Monday, the difference a coaching change makes in Brooklyn, right? For whatever reason, yes, Jock right. was able to get KD and Kyrie to hold them accountable and do what he wants them to do, which Steve Nash 
was not able to do uh, in many instances, right? And so, you know, whatever that may be, and I think, you know, talking about how coaches can improve, Jacques was head coach in Atlanta, Orlando, as we all know, for three years. Yeah. Then he his got first, that was his first his job. First, right? His first head coaching job. Then he's with, basically right. been with the Nets organization since was interim twice before they took the head the head that tag away and made him the head guy. I think you learn something, right? Either you talk about it, players, well, the game will humble you. It will humble yeah. coaches as well, right? Until you learn some things and figure some things out. So it, listen, it's like anything else. I, I would guess, Gerard, in the how long have we been doing this, you and I? Three years. Mm-hmm. We started our bring it in like yeah. March of twenty twenty. Yep. Is that right? Yep. Uh, how much have you learned? And oh, you have your own, you have other shows too. A ton. <laughs> which you never talk about. I always, I'm fine if you do. Like, come on. How, how, how do you not learn? I mean, I, I don't know that I learn a lot doing this because I've done a thousand plus. Right. <laughs> but I learned watching these games. I, I'm amazed. I, and I mean this sincerely. As someone who teaches the game supposedly at a high level, holy fuck am I still learning all the time. I, I'll, I'll say a phrase to a player and I'll think, that was fucking gold. <laughs> but why is it taking me 30 years to come at that? Because we always want to give as much information, as few words and letters as possible. Mm-hmm. And I'm still always trying to pare it down, pare it down, pare it down. And that's how it's supposed to be. So the same thing as a head coach. You, there's so much more you should learn. I also think if they were supported more by their bosses, mm. they would hold guys more accountable. Like, Darvin, sit a guy down if you want to, whatever you want to do. And if LeBron's on your ass, I got you. I'm Rob Palenka. I got you. You know? Yeah. I, I, I'll i make sure I cover you on this. Te- teams um, that have that connectivity, right? Where yeah. owner, yeah. president, GM, coach are in lockstep, right? You see that in Miami. You see that in San Antonio, certain places. Like, it doesn't always mean the team's going to be a winning team because you have to have talent, too. But when there's that, nope, this is the guy, right? We talked about the famous examples, the Heat and LeBron all the time. LeBron wanted Spo out. Pat Riley was like, nope, you're rocking with Spo, my guy. Figure it out. Like. Sure enough, it worked. <laughs> I was I was watching. I think I said this on Monday, but uh, the U documentary, um, the U two, mm-hmm. and uh, I just love when Jeremy Shock was talking about. Um, we basically were coaching ourselves by, by our last year. Butch Davis had taught us so much. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to be said for that. The, the players taking accountability, holding each other accountable. Mm-hmm. But I think that starts at the top too. I think there's that you've got to make them feel safe to do it. Yes, and. Um, and then the other thing, too, uh, to answer your original question about second chair to first chair, is uh, you, you, you better come up with a lot of really good set plays yeah. off ATOs. Um, how do you stop the bleeding? How do you kill a team? Um, it's easy with LeBron just giving the ball, but that isn't always the answer. Yeah. Like, oh, last you know. night, I mean, Rick, Rick Hall is a great coach. Last night, the Pacers had back-to-back killer turnovers to allow the, the – um, to allow the game to go to overtime, basically. They had the Sixers beat on the road without Embiid. Mm-hmm. And Nemhard had a bad turnover. Tyrese had a bad turnover, in my opinion. There wasn't real a, f- a focus of what they were doing. I understand why Rick didn't want to call timeout. In either case, I get that. But to me, when you're holding a four-point lead, that's when you call timeout. Mm-hmm. And make sure you get something good, uh, which you have in your playbook. I, I, I understand fluid play in a tie game For down sure. two. So they can't prepare. But... When you're up four, 40 seconds left, call timeout, get what you want. That's what I would, that's what I would do anyway. Last thing I'll say on this, and as yeah. a coach as well, but in a different sport, and I know for you it's probably the same thing. One of my favorite things to do, besides when I'm working with my athletes, is when I go to watch another team and watch another coach at their practice and what they do. So this idea of got to be good with imagination and set plays, 
fucking steal shit from other people, dude. Go watch, you know, somebody you think is super tactical. It doesn't have to be like for like. Maybe it's some guy in college. Maybe it's some team in Europe. Just go and hang out and just, as you always say, keep learning. Ah, that's pretty good. I think I can use that, right? If I took one minute to tell you a flag football story, would you would say don't do it? <laughs> tell tell me. <laughs> so my my first three years of college, I played for our frat, and we took our flag football very very seriously. If you won the campus championship, you all expenses paid to the Sugar Bowl in New Orleans. That's pretty cool. For college kids, come on. So um, our, our, our team was very good in my frat. My senior, I'm like, fuck it. I'm doing my own team. We call them the homeboys. And it was my, my, some of my great basketball friends from high school. Some of my frat brothers who were great athletes. And uh, I, I had 88-page playbook or whatever. <laughs> I, I took it seriously. And um, we, we entered the preseason tournament where every team's in it. Every frat and every independent team is in it. You know, hundreds of my teams run it. And we got blown out our second game after winning our first game by a team called uh, from a frat called Sigma Chi. And they ran one special play where it looked like it was an option. They threw a quick pass against the grain, and it killed us. And we, we just didn't handle it well. And there was no film back then, Gerard. Well, to your point, I, I knew exactly what they did. <laughs> we had a super quick quarterback and some very quick athletes. I put in the Sigma Chi play. That's exactly what it's called. I could draw it up right now. I know exactly the seven, seven man flag football. Well, we didn't lose again to the campus championship in the, in that turn, the tournament championship. I have a big trophy right behind me. There it is. You see it? That's from the Sigma Chi tournament. Uh, we lost in the championship game to a basically a professional team who then beat us for the campus championship to go to New Orleans. Oh. Uh, and we won our, our huge semifinal game running the Sigma Chi play. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Steal Borrow, from the steal. I do it all the time. It's just part of the game, whatever. Yeah. You, you can always add a tweak based on personnel. Mm-hmm. It's very normal. And uh, I, I, I like when coaches do that. Like, oh, shit, that worked against us. Put it in the playbook. I'm, I, I see a great play on, on my computer here. I film it, and I send it to the coaches that I mentor. Run this shit for your team. No, it, it's, it's, it's the way to do it. You know, David, we, we talked about, um, you know, how – this is a natural time where guys want to break. We're about the halfway point. And, you know, our CEO and our friend and boss, Henry Abbott, earlier this morning, we were on a call, talked about this is like a marathon, man. And he likened the NBA season to what a marathon looks like. And if you watch any marathon, New York City, Boston, any of the, they all kind of start out in the same way, right? Everyone's jumbled kind of together early in the beginning. As the marathon stretches out, the pack starts to thin and separate. And the winner, right, generally comes from someone that's the pack of people that's leading, I don't know, somewhere around mile 18 or so, something like that, right? This is the NBA season. And right now, everyone's, there is no team. Last year, Phoenix was miles ahead of everybody, right? There was no catch in them. Golden State was also pretty good. In the East, no one was ahead. It was kind of a, you know, Boston was surging late because they didn't start turning around till this month, uh, last year. Right. So in this, in this NBA, this season, in this marathon race, now we're at the halfway point, who are some teams that we think maybe if they catch the right breaks, right, which meaning injury luck and also bad injury luck to people that are, that they're, that are in front of them or close to them, that they can leapfrog and get ahead and maybe possibly open up a little lead. I don't think anyone's going to open a 10-game lead, but maybe four games, five games. And that's a lot. That's a lot. When there's a lot of other teams, if you're in fifth place and you're five games behind first, you're not going to get there. No. Yeah, unless you go on your own win streak because the other teams are not going to lose enough either. So I'm not a very original thinker when it comes to basketball, probably. 
So I'm going to go with the team that already has the best street, the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> like they did it once. Why not do it again? <laughs> I, I think that they, I, I mean, it helps to, it's all based on schedule. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be 10 contenders in a row. Right. Now I haven't looked at their schedule, but um, this is, we always say this. You and I always say this. We're not alone. Uh, KD is the ultimate half court bailout mm-hmm. guy. There's no one better in the world. LeBron is good. Maybe very good because he's such a great passer. Mm-hmm. Really an impressive passer even now. Um, KD is going to make the most tough shots because they're not tough for KD because mm-hmm. he's KD. And uh, that solves lots of problems. Lots of problems. You know, every team talks about this. Oh, we're in the, we're cutting the mud. Well, they don't get caught in the mud. So what, what keeps them from doing it would be their own problems, mm-hmm. which right now aren't existing. I, I didn't see the game last night, but yeah, they missed shots. Yeah. They should. And KD is... He's not a panicker. So I don't think he'll panic. And that'll settle guys down. Uh, Jacques is a very serious, mm-hmm. probing guy. He is. Um, I, I, if I was picking a team, I, I mean, there's a few others. I, I like, if, they, if the Pelicans can play 500 without Zion, mm-hmm. I like them in the second half, the mm-hmm. second half. The last third of the season, um, the last fourth of the season, when, when Zion gets back, uh, because I think Willie's done an amazing job. He's my coach of the year. He's done, He's done an amazing job. Where, where guys just everyone keeps kind of finding ways to play well yeah. in their role. That's that's a sign of that connectivity we talk about. You know, it's funny you mentioned you know teams that could potentially go on a run. One team I think about that can do it because they they've got the guys they can do it. And I think injury luck might flip because that matters too. Might flip in their favor now, but. Like in golf, the golf leaderboard, and like the example you said, yeah, there's only five games that separates them from first, but there's eight teams in front of them, yeah, and that's the Golden State Warriors, right? They're in ninth right now, only five games out of first, and Steph's not going to be. He's getting reevaluated Saturday, and we'll see if he's if he's fine. Then they'll have a plan, and he'll be back sometime around mid month. But I don't think going to leapfrog eight teams in between them, particularly when the teams at the top of the conference, Denver, Memphis, and the ones that have Zion, are good. They're good, right? So they're they're gonna, not going to lose enough games. Here's where they might have some uh, real chance, though, Coach. Phoenix is in front of them, and they've got some problems. Portland is, we're not fully believers in Portland. The Clippers are coming around. The Kings, who can't guard anybody right now. And Dallas and Luka heliocentric ball, which, you know, if Luka's not brilliant, do they win consistently enough? Um, Yeah, I, I think it's more realistic that they get to the fourth, fifth spot. But that would be, that would be about it. But just think about what you just said. Let's say they get to four or five, mm-hmm. and and uh, in round two, right? They're four or five. They play four or five. Right. They play one, mm-hmm. which right now is Memphis, right. I believe, or Denver. Yeah. No, no, Denver's Denver. right now. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I'd be okay with uh, that's right. Memphis leads it mm-hmm. in adjusted net. Uh, Denver's got the best record. Um, I think they'd be fine. They'd potentially, be more they get than fine. if they get to that point. They probably like their chances, and even though they'll, they'll start as road dogs, whatever. They've won the road a million times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They 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 need to do that though. Yes, they yes. They, they need to. If they don't do that, it's hard for. I'm not going to suddenly pick them for them to sweep out right when they can't get past you know the seven spot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You've, you've got to show me more. Yeah. Than just wait for the playoffs to do it. No, one hundred percent. No, it's it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see. And really, so much of this depends on injury luck. You know, I'd love to say, look turn injuries off we have nothing but it's going to happen at some point right another big time star player is going to be out for some time like zion's going to be out three weeks um for the pelicans and that's 
How do they play? Now, they're used to playing without him. They played a whole season yeah. last year without him. Yeah. They also, Ingram's have, out they, too. they also don't have Ingram, right? So, you know, how do you manage and hold on when your best players aren't playing in, in this league? It's really going to sort of dictate what happens. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break. And when we're back, we're going to talk about Tyrese Halliburton. All right, David, you wrote a great piece about Tyrese Halliburton and how he has made the leap. Um, and it's actually called Tyrese Halliburton Makes the Leap. Uh, on Monday, you said... The hardest jump to make is from all-star to all-NBA. Uh, the second hardest jump is to be from a starter, right, to an all-star level. Which leap has Tyrese Halliburton made? I don't think you think he's all-NBA yet. He's all-star level. He's made that leap, the second hardest leap. Great question. I think he has almost made the, the huge Ooh. leap, but it's a little too early. So as an example, uh, here's a little foreshadowing. We're going to name all-NBA as of right now mm -hmm. at the halfway point. Um, he, he might be on my 13. I'm not saying he is. He's, he's had that kind of season. Yeah. Yeah. He's been very good. So, um, but it, it, I don't even know if he's gonna be an all-star as we've talked about right. it. based on TV, I guess, right. but, um, you know, the popularity, but he's deserving of one for sure. Um, he has become that guy that has the ball in his hands all the time. It bit him in the ass last night. They, they panic a little bit when he doesn't have the ball in his hands, which was too bad, but. He's a little bit like Luca that way. He, mm -hmm. he, uh, it, you know, he's right there for assist leader in the league, mm -hmm. scoring twenty points a night. I think he is the assist shooting leader. great. Mm -hmm. He is the assist leader. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I mean, he's he's a star. He's just an absolute star, and uh, not just because of his charisma. He's he's really that guy late in games that you have to solve. And uh, last night it was scoring, but also passing, Playing carving up, up yep. um, uh, their opponent. And uh, Philly on the road, um, yeah, it's uh, he's just become a bucket getter, which yes. never we didn't we didn't, I didn't see that, see that nope. in high school or college, even early in his career, it just looked like he was okay, but he's scoring twenty plus and yeah. and he's he's not that quick, but he's crafty, crafty and ambitious. He 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 was ISO and hardened the whole fourth quarter. Hey, he uh, Wally Zerbiak, why don't you read David Thorpe's article about yeah. Tyrese Halliburton making the leap since you don't think he's an all-star? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I did not I did not think about him for one second when I wrote it, <laughs> but someone texted me afterwards like, you should send that to Wally. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I don't even know who Wally works for. The Knicks. I don't pay attention to that shit. Is it the Knicks? He's, like, he's on the MSG network. He's yeah, like, they so they just, you know, the if, if, if I... I mean, don't get me started on these 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 <laughs> regional shows. Oh, they're the worst. They're homers. The worst. I, I feel so badly. Uh, the announcers aren't always for the games. I find some of them, like, I love the Lakers guy, uh, the color commentator yeah. for the Lakers. I forget his name, but um, he's great. He just told the truth. Like, just tell, like, LeBron, you fouled him. Right. Just call like right? it. Yeah, just tell us the truth. It's fine. Oh, he didn't foul. And, and the <laughs> I, I hate that shit. So, the idea that Tyrese is fake, I... And maybe maybe it has something to do with how well Tyrese started playing afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Like, you know how these guys are. Oh, they say they don't hear it, but I know oh, they fuck. hear it. Well, yeah, Tyrese even admitted he did. All right. But uh, you watch Jordan's Hall of Fame speech. Oh, he is. I mean, there, he this is, is the greatest the, of all time. He is the like emperor of petty. Garb, right. Yes. <laughs> but the, a lot of them are like, motherfucker, you don't think I could? I, I, I don't typically ask players what they're saying to benches. Right. But you see them making oh, three and yeah, and talking shit. Yeah. I, I almost feel like I, I really feel this way too. Um, I, I don't deserve to know unless I'm there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And then I might say, I couldn't hear you. I watched it. When I'm watching TV, I really, I try not to go, but I have asked sometimes. <laughs> like, they hear all that. They have rabbit ears just like referees do, man. Hear it all, man. Yeah. And it's funny you mentioned about Halliburton. Um, you know, yes, because starters are a fan vote thing, he will not be voted as an all-star starter. Because, I wouldn't think so. Because he's not popular enough. All-star starters are a popularity contest. Let's just call that what it is. And it's fine. Yeah. It's for the fans. It is what it is. Right. Didn't Wiggins start last year? Correct. That's all you need yeah. to know, right? Andrew Wiggins yeah. started last year in the West. I, I, how I knew that, it's the only All-Star <laughs> trivia before, since 1990 that I know, but that's what I thought anyway. Um, but by all deserving metrics, he has been one of the two best guards um, in the East this year, along with uh, Donovan Mitchell. So, yes, yeah. he should start, but he won't. Yeah. A coach may pick right. him as a reserve, so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how, how that goes. Um, coach, something interesting um, – about players and they have rabbit ears and hearing everything there's a way in which nba players more so than any other sport they're so naked when they play right because of the nature of how the game is the game is the yeah. fans are right on top of you they no equipment no equipment right. like they're, they're very much exposed and because of that it's important to them that they look i don't want to say they wake up like, i have to look cool every night but they don't want to look bad, right? I don't want to be the person on Twitter getting flamed or roasted or on SportsCenter or Shaq and the Fool or any of those things where people are going to kill me for 20 million hours, right? And I bring this up because we have a couple guys in the NBA right now who are doing something unique as it comes to shooting free throws. Um, for years, people have said, why don't y'all just do Rick Barry grandma style? No one's going to do that because no one wants to be, they don't want to look that way. They're going to get called out and they don't want to hear about it. So they'd rather shoot 30% and look, Bad doing that, then throw it grandma style and maybe make 60%. But, you know, <laughs> is what it is. Wait, wait, wait. No more grandma style, right? <laughs> I, I, have you seen some of these women dunking the well, ball? On, no, I know, I, trust me, <laughs> you know I know I mean. your heart's in the right place. That's what they used to call it. But, yeah, yeah, go on. I don't mean to interrupt. No, 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 no it's fine. So, um, yeah. so it's Jeremy Showen, right, from the San Antonio yep, Spurs. Yep, and Mason yep. Plumlee is shooting with his offhand, his left hand. So I Jeremy think. shoots it only with his right hand. Okay. Because... Um, they they determined. I don't do this, but uh, I don't care where your elbow is. Everyone anatomically is built a little different. The way our kind of bones are stuck together. At least that's my opinion, having done what I've done all these years. And theoretically, you don't want your elbow out because look what it does to my hand. Mm -hmm. You you can't unless you're watching. You right. can't see it. You want your hand below the ball so your thumbs on the side. You can hold it better. So by when he puts his left hand on the ball, his guide hand, he tended to get his right hand out, which brings his thumb below the ball, and you're shooting with a side spin like Joakim Noah. And so by shooting one hand only, think about if you if you're holding it the wrong way, you can't hold it. Mm -hmm. So you try to hold your the ball like a like a pizza box, like our waiter holds his tray, mm -hmm. right? And so this is a very common thing we do with shooters starting at the age of six or seven, one hand shooting. Learn how it's supposed to sit in your hand on your with your finger pads off your palm. We used to always say you want to be able to slide a piece of paper under your palm. Uh, over your palm and under the ball, you can't do it if it's resting on your palm. So you want it on your finger pads. And, uh, and, but no one ever does it in the game. I, I was once asked by someone who helped represent Shaquille O'Neal in his estate planning or whatever he was doing, who was an attorney. He knew Shaq well. And he said, can't you, this was a long time ago, obviously, um, can't you teach him how to shoot pizza? I said, yeah. He said, would you be interested? I said, do you think he's interested? <laughs> and he said, no, I don't think so. I said, yeah, I'm definitely not interested. And because um, he wouldn't work on it all the time. But I would, the first thing I would have him do is shoot nothing but right hand, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of right hand only, and then work on a quiet guide hand. So that's what Jeremy's doing. And I, he's doing it in games with just his right hand. Mm -hmm. 
And then Plumley is shooting with his left hand, even though he's right-handed during games. I, it's weird to me. I think there's a mental thing going on on the case of Plumley, where he just feels like his right arm can't coordinate. His left hand does look pretty good. It's just th- you know hundreds of thousands of reps behind. I would not have done that, um, although I didn't coach him. So maybe they've tried every other way, and it's just some kind of mental block or physiological or physical or even physiological block with his right hand where he can't flick it right, whatever. I do give them credit for being innovative. Yeah. As an agent said to me last night, uh, these teams have no imagination. And I think in large part, he's right. And so and these are two cases anywhere the players have some imagination. Maybe their coaches do. And yeah, I like that. I like having imagination. And, and it's a safety thing, right, David? I imagine they don't have imagination because if I think outside the box and it doesn't work, I'm going to get fired. Yeah. And so rather than more ridicule, like right. you said, so rather than risk that, let's just do what everybody else does. Then you can't right? this is what happened. Everyone does this. So you can't blame me. Right. It's this job preservation thing in a way. Right. For for team, for people, teams in different ways. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, too bad. It is, it is too bad. It's funny you mentioned about the rotation coming off. And, you know, one of the things I'm fortunate enough to do and I, I love it is, you know, pregame, I'll be down on the floor and I'll watch the guys just, you know, going through their 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 warm ups and just working. And, you know, you know this because you work guys out all the time. And so don't miss. Right. Like, ball, you know, especially the, the best shooters every time. And it's the ball really touches the rim, has perfect rotation, everything. When I watch Ben Simmons, he is someone, to your point, David, that I see that problem mechanically with, with his shooting. I'm like, the, the minute it comes off of his fingers, I'm like, the thing's spinning sideways. That's got no chance of going in. <laughs> like, I just see it right away. Yeah, they, some players call it the flick, which mm-hmm. is the flick of the wrist. Uh, the, the hardest problem to fix, I think, in shooting is there, there's some players just have a real unnatural flicking motion. It's, uh, Giannis has it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ben has it, and they're they're hard to fix. Yeah, yeah. they're hard to fix. Might get Plumley for sure mm-hmm. had it with his right hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can't get it um, synchronized. So as your elbow is lifting above your eye and you're flicking the ball and you're snapping your wrist and all that, it's got to be. There's got to be some kind of synchronization, and there isn't for those guys typically, commonly. And uh, it's I'm I'm just telling you, I I don't know that I have an easy solution. Mm-hmm. My, my my approach is the same as I approach anything. I'm just quick to pivot. I'll try some. If it doesn't work, I'll try something else. Right. I'll keep going through. I've never ultimately not solved the problem since like the 90s. Where I had a player, very good player, but uh, he was a college kid. I had him in high school, and I could never get him to shoot better. Really amazing uh, 6'2 Italian kid, well, American Italian, who could probably jump 40 inches, super mm-hmm. crazy quick, like elite level, all of it, could never really learn to shoot. I just couldn't do it. I just... I don't know if I could do it now, but I couldn't do it then. And I was a good shooting coach. And that's a skill, right? I mean, and that's a skill. Some skills some people won't master, right? It's just right. But but if some guys can't do it because they can't get death perception right, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and some guys can just. Throw, and I always say, some guys can just crinkle up a ball of paper, throw it in the <laughs> trash can every fucking time. It's just talent. Yeah, it's just a talent. But some guys can do that, but they can't shoot it. Their mm-hmm. hands too big. There's a, too much of thickness in their fingers. I never know. They can't flick it right with that synchronization I talked about. Yeah, not everyone's the same. Um, all right, David, we are at the halfway point and we teased this earlier. So we're going to do this now. This has been much consternation. I've got, look, look at, I'm showing you my paper right now. Just quickly. I got names scratched out 17 times. So do I. I'm just so like, do I. I don't know who's doing what we're going to yeah. do our early all NBA selections. Now, everyone who's listened to our show and we thank you, of course, for listening, you know, by now, David and I hate this position 
thing you have to stick to a center or two forwards and two guards but that's how the nba does it so that's how we are doing it for this show we're gonna vote on it how the nba does it we think it should be the 15 best people regardless of position yeah. but whatever it is yeah. what it is right. so each team's got a center two forwards and two guards now i want to be clear this is all nba that we think as of today january 5th it might be different january 15th it might be different february 5th i have no idea i can't predict the future but right now this is who we think all right you start off with your first team my first team first team. okay well uh, uh, let's go backcourt to backcourt okay right? uh, my backcourt is same as yours luca mm-hmm. but i've got donovan mitchell Oh, I've got this. I've got Mister Seventy One in there. You move Donovan ahead of Stephen Curry, and I know yeah. why you did that. Curry's out. He's injured right, right now. Well, so I, I, I thank you for saying this. By the way, Gerard, my rule was twenty five. Okay, you could. I wouldn't consider you unless you were at twenty five, and uh, I, I had to think you were coming back pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in the case of Steph Curry, right, he's coming pretty soon. Right, you'll hear his name soon. <laughs> In the case of AD, you will not. Yeah, yes, correct. I mean, I thought he might have deserved it, but you will not hear it. Correct. He played twenty five games only, yes. and I don't think he'll play again. He might. Correct. But we don't know. So um, I've got Donovan Mitchell and Luca as my guards. I've got Luca and Curry. I only went, I went Curry's because when yep. he has played, holy hell, <laughs> amazing, like, uh, amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, you'll hear his name soon for me. All right, my small forwards, mm-hmm. same as yours, mm-hmm. guaranteed, hundred percent. Tay yours, I guarantee oh, you're the same. Tatum and Katie. Of course. Okay. Anyone Easy. that's not saying those two guys right. are, are Milwaukee fans. Oh, yes, correct. <laughs> Anyone not saying Tatum and Katie are Milwaukee right. fans. Correct. Yeah. Easy. All right. And then we have the same center, too, I'm Yogi. sure. Yeah. Huh. Easy. All right. And, so. and anyone not anyone not saying that are silly. Yes. Fans. Listen, and we get it. We get it. It's fine. You can, yeah. you can be But fans. we're not fans of anyone. <laughs> so we're just gonna tell the truth. And, I mean, MB's been great. Jokic has a little bit of an edge. He yeah, certainly yeah, does. All right. Second My team. second well, one of our names will be the same, Ja. Yes, correct. Right, mm-hmm. and that's where I have Curry. Okay, that's why I have Donovan Mitchell. Hey, yes. look at that! Mm-hmm. So pretty good. We're, we're yeah, right. I almost had Curry first team. Yep. If he had played twenty eight, twenty nine, he had he played twenty five, and the team was so bad on the road. I kind of, I really thought about it a little bit. All right, so my forwards. My, oh, Here's where we might have some interesting things. Well, one of them for sure, Giannis. Is the same, easy. And that's Giannis. Yes. Yeah. This was hard for me. Yes. Very hard. Um, I'm leaning. I'm kind of leaning Siakam over Lowry. Okay, here's what I have Lowry in it, and I'm thinking right now. Wait, maybe Ka- I Kyle Lowry? Siakam. No, no, no. I'm sorry, Lowry marketing. Oh, Lowry marketing. Oh my God, Lowry. Oh my God, Lowry marketing. Lowry marketing. Yeah, okay. I've got. I think I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put Lowry in there with Giannis and my 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 forwards. Here's what I did. I was like, I, Pascal's. He's been great, but they're not winning. So I, like, they're not. I can't. You know. And then, I, and then you know me. I was like, "Well, Jaron Jackson Jr. according to S- plus my, he hasn't played but enough. He hasn't, but he hasn't played enough." So I was like, "Okay." I looked at him too. <laughs> I love him. You know who I put there, David, over L- Laurie because of the wins. Zion. Yeah. He, he, how many games he played? I think he might be right at twenty-five. Let me pull him I up right now. I didn't. I didn't know, but um, he, he's yeah, he's terrific, but. This is the challenge it's going to be for all NBA yeah, for sure. It's, it's, it's so hard. Yeah. But to me, Toronto. 29. Well, he's played 29. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I have Markin in there. He's not going to finish there because Utah, I think he's going to lose out a lot. Yeah. 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 And so, but, but Laurie has been so incredible. Yes. They're one of the better stories in the league still. They're not going to be much longer, but they have been. Like things could change. They could decide to win more now. Mm-hmm. And then Giannis, of course, of and course. then we've both had MVP center. Easy. Yeah. Third team, disaster. Like I was like, oh my God, who do I squeeze into here? I got I have three guards for two spots. Okay. I'll tell you the two that I picked. Okay. 
I picked Shay and Dame. Oh, who'd you forget? Dame Lillard. I fucking look okay. So here are my three guards. My four guards: Shay, Halliburton, yeah. Jalen Brown, and yeah. Damian Lillard. I was like, okay. yeah. I, I Halliburton and Harden to me are are because I have Harden there. You're Harden in there. They're they're my next two. So I had Shay and Dame edging out Halliburton and Harden. Harden was my next choice. I had yeah. Shea and Jalen Brown. Look, the Celtics, even though they're, they are still the best record in the league, I was like, they deserve to have two. It's yeah. not just Jason Tatum. You're not, you're not wrong. It's also Jalen Brown. So You're not wrong. I love him. All right, so uh, forwards, I've got Pascal and Jimmy Butler. Oh, okay, I got. <laughs> Butler's just had 25 games, I think. I got Pascal slash LeBron, but I was like, LeBron's team stinks, so. But so does but Pascal's team ain't that much right. better. No, LeBron's team's doing better. <laughs> I, I I really was torn on LeBron. Um, and I, I probably screwed up. It probably should be Pascal and LeBron and not Pascal and Butler. But uh, Jimmy Butler is so incredible too. He, he's he's so I feel good. like LeBron's gonna get the love postseason. Yeah, for sure. Like he'll get he'll get he'll get the he'll get all NBA. Yeah. But so I gotta give Jimmy the love now. And then I gave Laurie Market and the love on the other forward spot yeah. because I'm like, he he's been outstanding. And then Deserve. center that's tough. Who do you have? I went Sabonis again because his team is better than Bam's. Like, that's right. Bam was my fourth guy. Yeah. And Bam's surging. So yeah. is so is Demontis, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sabonis. So we agree. In a lot of spots, we agree. Yes. We're all yeah, I think most people probably would, but Jokic and Bead Sabonis is. Yeah. So what does that say about Sacramento? And they lost Halliburton. They got themselves an all-NBA center. So here's something I didn't have in the rundown, but and I, I want to be careful about this because I I don't, it's not, I don't dislike this guy. I just think it's very instructive and illustrative of what's going on. So Trey Young in Atlanta, right? He had Cam Reddish. He had Kevin Herter, like all these dudes, right? And Herter, we saw him in the playoffs for Atlanta do have amazing nights. He's good. He's all of a sudden in Sacramento and he is thriving over there, but wasn't able to thrive in Atlanta under Trey Young. And I feel like the biggest thing is the offensive systems are so different, right? Sacramento's is an egalitarian one. Read, react, cut, move the ball. Atlanta is Trey Iso heliocentric ball. If he gets double or triple, he'll kick it out to you. You better make an open shot when you get the ball. Otherwise, you ain't touching it. And I just think that that's so instructive to how environments matter to how a player actually gets to develop and thrive. I mean, there's no question about it. That's that's your job as a coach. We're supposed to inspire, but we're also supposed to build systems that help all of our players do well, um, especially over the course of an 82-game season. Because if you're only doing it for one player, then these other guys want to get paid too, mm-hmm. you know? Now, postseason's a little different. Yeah, for sure. Because they want to win a championship. Mm-hmm. But in the regular season, you got to let them eat a little bit if, they, if they're deserving of it. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, what's happened in Atlanta is very sad. They, I mean, I wrote two years ago. I thought they, they could, this core group could win a title. Yeah. I don't think that way anymore. They've just not. And now we have Travis stepping mm-hmm, down mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. reasons we don't know. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm suspicious. Yeah. Oh, very suspicious. Yeah. The family thing, I, I got news for you. Like, I made that choice <laughs> before I had kids. Right. Right. I, I, I already knew what it was like. I knew what the job was like when I chose not to be a college coach. Um, these guys know. And so it doesn't mean there wasn't something that happened. You know, a child's diagnosed with a disease mm-hmm. or a wife is sick or a parent, that's a different story. But um, I'm suspicious of what's what's happening there and guys are, you know, I, suddenly I'm, not working anymore. I'm not reporting this. I'm not saying it's going to happen. But do not be surprised this offseason if you hear leaks that the Hawks are seriously considering trading Trey Young. Don't be surprised if you hear that. I'm not saying it's going to happen, whatever. 
I think they're looking around going, okay, can we build with this guy as our most important guy and leader guy, right? And I don't know. It's early. He's young. He can improve, as you always say. Players can improve and mature and get better. All that can change. But so far, he hasn't shown the galvanizing spirit needed by by a leader. Look, Luca also plays helocentric ball, right? Clearly. But the Mavericks guys seem to be inspired when he does that and love it. Doesn't seem to be the same thing when Trey's doing that in Atlanta. So we'll see. It's a it's an insightful point. You know? All right. Um New Year's resolutions. It's about that time. You know, it's New Year's. We gotta, you know, we got some some teams that we wanna say. What do we think we what do we want for for each of these teams? So we're each gonna pick a team in the East and in the West. My overall New Year's resolution for the NBA is please, dear God, health. As I said earlier, please, I need just because a lot of it's injury luck. I don't want any guy falling into a teammate and him messing up his MCL. Like none of that shit, please. Like none, none of those kinds of things. If normal things happen because it's whatever, fine. But not those kind of freaky, clumsy, weird things that, oh man, bad spot. You know, I hope right. those don't happen. Anyway, Eastern Conference, you go first, David. Who's your team and what's your resolution for them? My resolution for the Cleveland Cavaliers mm. is to find a 3-and-D small forward mm. that you can trust in the playoffs that someone will have to guard. Mm. Okoro, Dwayne, Dean Wade, who I like just fine. They're not the answer, yeah. at least now. Um, and I think they had that. Karis Levert starting. Yeah. That's not, that's not, not quite, the 3-and-D yeah. guy they no. need, in my opinion. He's great off the bench, mm-hmm. though. So I, I want them to resolve to find someone off one of these teams that's looking to move that can be a three and D guy, a guy that can defend primary scores mm-hmm. and also shoot threes well. Uh, if they get that, they're they're really good. That's a deep playoff run team. That's yeah, a that's conference right. finalist potential yeah. right there. Yeah. Uh, my wish is for the Indiana Pacers to continue to keep playing their young guys, keep instilling that culture of winning. Don't trade Miles Turner. Look, I get it. Could get Victor maybe. Look, we talked about this on a bunch of shows. We ain't thinking about what we could potentially be in the future. Look, you got Halliburton, you got Benedict Matherin who can clearly score. You got Nemhart. Like you got guys build that winning culture. Now stay around that top six. There's sixth or seventh right now. If you yeah. sneak in, you get six or seven, you play in, this will be such valuable reference points for them that next yeah, season, right. they'll be even better because of this. So I hope I, Indiana I could, does that. I couldn't agree more. All right. Uh, in the West. <laughs> no, you go first on the West. All right. In the West. My my news resolutions for the Kings to find. Oh no way! Both pick the Kings. <laughs> Unbelievable! All right, who's yours? I yours want them won't be to the find some level of defensive improvement. Um, look, I, I think that their main guys that they, they, they play the they play the play on the floor right now: Herder, Sabonis, Fox. You got they're not ripe with defensive talent, right? That's just that's just not what they have. But Davion Mitchell off the bench is a pretty good defender, right? Can they eke themselves up to like I don't know 18th in defense? Just to they're, give they're eking up now. I think they're 23rd. They're 23rd now. Just to yeah. give themselves a chance that in the postseason they can maybe get a stop, right? Because they can score, yeah. no doubt about that. Yeah. But can you get a stop? That's what I want for Sacramento. So uh, I picked the Kings. I'm going to give a different one, but just real quick, what I picked for the Kings is. Uh, you you have a real shot to make the playoffs, or don't fuck it up. Oh God, please don't. Don't fuck it up. Don't. Like. Uh, you're on the one yard line, first down, <laughs> you're up five. Mm-hmm. Like, don't do anything. Crazy. Don't do anything dumb. <laughs> so you're, you're going to make the playoffs. You're not doing anything put crazy. the hog mollies in and just rush and put the ball in the end zone. <laughs> right. Right. Um, all right. So I'll pick the Clippers then okay. and ask them to, uh, break up some of your depth yeah. and go, yeah. go get more help. Mm-hmm. Without, I haven't studied them enough to know what that needs to be, 
I think their offense is terrible. Yes, it is. If I remember right. Terrible. Um, yeah, like really bad, bottom four in the league, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, so you got a lot of guys that can play, break it up, and put them together and get one guy back that really advances. It's not working this way for you offensively. So figure out what you're bad at worst, what you're worse at offensively, solve it with a player or two and get rid of three or four maybe. No, I'm with you there. Look at that. Great minds. Always thinking alike here. All right. Um, we'll end it on top five. Even that was a struggle. I made two top fives. I had to scratch out my first top five and make a second oh, one. <laughs> I've got three scratch. Of my, of my five, I wrote eight. Three scratched out. Yeah. Okay. This is, this is my wildest one ever. Okay. I don't know if you'll have, well, you'll have at least three of these, okay. I think. So my number five team is Denver. Mm. Even though they're leading the West, it's a little bit smoke and mirrors a little right. bit. They can't guard. Um, I, but I do have them as top five. Jokic is the, my best player in the world. How about you? Cleveland Cavaliers, fifth. Nuggets, nug, Nuggets not in my top five. But, okay, hold exactly. on. I'm not sure. That's not true. Yes, they are. Yes, okay. they are. Okay. <laughs> I've got the Cavs at number four. They've been they've, they've, they've schedule use was harder. Now it's gotten very weak. Um, they're deserving of of that. You're, uh, who's your four? Pelicans, despite the in and out of the lineup, that adjusted net yeah. rating and their top top ten offense. That's that's, main, that's maintained. That's been a constant despite who's in, who's out. I gotta give Willie props for that. Yeah, he deserves it. I um I did not put them in, although they're probably deserving. My number three is the most surprising one. But remember, I I look at as What's happening more mm-hmm. recently? Yeah. If we did a tournament now, mm-hmm. what, what, who would win? Mm-hmm. Um, I like where Philly's going. Mm, you do. You, you, you're I like high where on the Philly. Sixers. Yeah, I like where the Sixers are going. Uh, watching Harden last night, he really can't do anything compared to what he used yeah. to do. He's still amazing mm-hmm. what he what he can do. And Tyrese is back now, just for mm-hmm. three games. Yep. Um, I just I I think that and Yang is stroking it. Um, PJ Tucker, eh, you, that's the one place I'm a little you, worried. You know about. who's been good for them? DeAnthony Melton from the Grizzlies. Very good for them. Five threes. Well, I watched him make five. He may have made a six that I didn't see. And you know, lead, right there, two steals a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Daryl always brings in a ton of talent. So I got the Sixers at three. How about you? The Memphis Grizzlies. They are doing their thing, man. They're just out here winning games. Uh. Once Jaron Jackson Jr. came back into the lineup, that defense has skyrocketed up towards the top of the league. He is number one in defensive estimated plus minus, by the way. And once he has enough games to qualify, now he's going to lead the league in blocks. He should also be your front runner for DPOI. Like yeah. that's that's where he is right now. Yeah, you're talking about my number two team because oh. I, I don't have Boston. I, I just don't believe in them. Right I don't now. have Boston in either. They, they might come around. Oh, really? No Boston. So no my number, my number two, right? Same as me. My number two is Memphis. For that same reason. I, I, they're going to be a tough out. So my, my number two is, even though they can't guard, number one on the West, the Denver Nuggets. Look, Nikola Jokic, Michael Porter Jr. had like a 30-point game maybe three nights ago, but he's been kind of up and down. Jamal Murray's still working his way back. That dude still finding ways to make an elite offense. Like, i, I yeah. got to give him props. Yeah. We have the same number one. <laughs> so we both think the Brooklyn Nets are number one. They are. They are. I agree. They are. I agree. I love it. I love that story. Yes. I, I First of all, I'm a huge fan of the city, yep. the town, whatever you want to call it, the village, the borough, um, <laughs> I, the borough. Of course, I I fucking love it. I love, I love the KD story. I, I, as much as Kyrie sickened me with a lot of shit mm-hmm. that he said, both during the vaccine, mm-hmm. all sorts of bullshit mm-hmm. that he said, and then the anti-Semitism mm-hmm. I wasn't really fond of. Right. Um, I I want I believe in reformation. Mm-hmm. I believe in growth. I don't know that he's done any of those things, but I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful for it. And then in the basketball part of me, I love Jacques Vaughn. Yeah. 
And uh, I like the way they've, they just kind of fucking worked. They just worked my, and shut their mouths and well, played. That, that you hit it there. My wish for them is do not create any drama. Right. So Drama's coming this season again yeah. at some point. I don't know when, but it's coming. Don't let it be self-inflicted. Just right. don't, don't, you don't cause it yourselves, right? And hopefully yeah. they have injury luck. Because I want to see this team realize, right, everybody healthy. Now let's see what you can do, right? Running a full season through. If, if this is this is going to sound unfair, but if we had Boston, Milwaukee on one side of the bracket mm-hmm. in the in the in the final four for the mm-hmm. East, and Philly, Brooklyn, and the other, sign me up. Man. Those four teams so right there. It's funny you say that. I would like in that in that order. I would matching. love in my in my hypothetical world where we go to fifty eight game season, right? You play each team twice. When it's who, however we do the, the playoffs. So let's say we keep it at sixteen, right? I don't care about conferences. Reseed them based on oh, record, I agree. and then I who, whoever, so you can get, wind up in a scenario like that where it's like, okay, you might get Philly and whatever the, on one side. You might the get. only issue I will say the that does concern me on the trap. You can't do it. There's a trap because these guys yes. they're playing every the night. Yes, so you, you can't do it. Yeah. But I do. I, I like the idea of at least reseeding in your own conference. Yeah. yeah, I like that too. But yeah, I think um, nothing against Cleveland. I want. I mean, I, I want them to find a small forward and be the best team, but. Boston, Milwaukee, Philly, Brooklyn. It's on. I mean, on. those that might be the conference semis, right? It might sure. be those four teams, you know? Yeah. It might be. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Uh, David, we'll see you next week. I'll be away. Uh, David and Henry will be Hen- here next Henry. week. Yep, okay. David and Henry will be here next week. Uh, so make sure you guys are watching all the basketball stuff and you are locked into True Hoop. Everybody have a great weekend. Take care.